welcome back to what have you this is rachel jankovic i'm becca merkel we're back to talk <laughs> again we're talking yep we're doing it this time we're outside of my house which has been a proven Risky. a proven Risky. fail of a location so we're <laughs> yeah. gonna see how today goes yeah. and i'm knitting in the car yeah she's being like all kinds of productive no i'm on a deadline with this particular knitting Oh, that's what you're knitting. It oh, is. Yeah, like it. it's very cool. It's a pretty blue, neat blue. Hat. Knitting a hat for Nate, and um, I know it's not really the season for. It's not. It's not a strong hat weather. Right. But well, it is today. Right now, unfortunately, it is. but yeah, raining its head off. But I still felt like I'm like, well, if I had a big head wound. I can't imagine wanting to pull a hat down all the way over it. Can't you imagine? Yeah. Thinking maybe That's you did want to. Does but he know that you're making him a hat? No, he doesn't. But I'm going to see him tonight because I'm going to go over there tonight anyway. So I'll see him probably tonight before they leave tomorrow. And I'm like, I have to get it done by tonight. Yeah. Which will be. It will have been yeah, given so to him by the time this gets released. A well, flurry because here. it's not a winter hat. It is merino wool, but it is. Um, sock weight so it's a lighter weight hat yeah it's pretty you'll have to put a picture up yeah but it's also um lighter weight means tinier needles and more less yeah. less you know ground covered per stitch yeah no it's very cool it's pretty i yeah. like it thanks, meanwhile thanks. so what have you been doing besides that no this is it for <laughs> <laughs> uh, besides this, trying to get back into remembering what I cook in the springtime. Turns that out that was an interesting. It turns out I forget what we eat, what we like, what we do every time the season changes. Um, plus, yeah. So basically, that you've been I spending guess. some time in thought, pondering. Yeah. yeah menus. Tom yep. Tomorrow's Blair's birthday. And she's been spending a lot oh, of time right. in thought about Blair's birthday. She's she gave us a list a long time ago for her birthday that was like, um, it was really high tech, low tech. It was like an iPad, an iPod, a Kindle, a which car. she's seven, so she's not getting an iPad or a, <laughs> <laughs> or an iPod. And uh, but then the second half was hugs and tickles. <laughs> like every technological I need a laptop I need whatever all the tech things and then hugs and tickles so that's cute she is getting a kindle because she's a crazy reader so she's getting a kindle but mostly just because her older siblings have them it's kind of the thing she she that's reads fun. well and she's also my I mean I don't like to pick a favorite child but, <laughs> oh really yeah I don't but <laughs> she's my favorite child for birthday requests because she's like um she went spaghetti with shells <laughs> that's always awesome i have uh, my kids generally craft their birthday menu through the whole year you know like yeah but she had spaghetti spaghetti with shells last year mm -hmm. and her requirement was that we eat it on a picnic blanket in the yard <laughs> so we had like a pot of pasta at the yard you know, one time, I remember Knox when he was little. I think we were in England, actually, so he must have been, like, eight or something. He requested chicken noodle soup and shrimp. Ooh. And I was, like, in the soup? Nope, on the side. So we had <laughs> we had chicken noodle soup. Perfect. With a side of shrimp. I have some of my kids. I actually love, I love that they all like food, and so they, they 
I like the things that they come up with yeah. for their birthday menus, but yeah. it doesn't matter with birthdays. No matter how long you know they're coming, they hit you at the last no, minute like a, a freight crisis. train. It's You're like, true. oh my word, no, we're not ready. We can't <laughs> have a birthday tomorrow. So we always do a special birthday breakfast that they get to pick their birthday breakfast. That is far more ambitious menu than I am. I think that we accidentally granted that right. I think it got, I think there was some time when someone was like, could I have Mickey scones, those um, poppy seeds? Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Really delicious. Poppy seed scones with a marmalade cream. Oh, they are and good. And that kind of became our like birthday breakfast thing, but not for Blair. She wants bacon and scrambled eggs with potatoes and ham in it. Oh, man. She's a big breakfast eater, so Going for the power of protein. Yeah, but everything that she picked, and then she wanted, I took her birthday cupcakes to school today because she um because Marisol's leaving to go to California so her cousin Nate's daughter is not going to be there tomorrow on her birthday so we did took the cupcakes today and but she wants it's very funny it's the only and we never make box mix cakes but she wants the chocolate cupcakes from the box mix with chocolate chips on top of them. Like, oh, there like, you go. It's She's like got the, her specifications. She, no, but she makes it so easy. You know, one time a kid requested, I don't remember which one, corn dogs for their birthday, and I felt like, like you may have that. <laughs> okay. Are you sure you don't want something fancy like I ramen? Know. And I don't think, I mean, like, I never buy corn dogs, so yeah. it was kind no. of a big thrill all no, around. No, it is funny. You're but like, this, oh, last, mm. this last few years... Our our birthday requests have not been corn dogs. They have been they leveled up a little more, a little more. Uh, yeah, I've had I've had the orange raspberry trifle recipes, like specific recipes. Like yeah. we want Ina Garten's this, or Daphne mm-hmm. just had her birthday. It was cream puffs that she wanted. So oh yeah, cream puffs. And, That's right. So I do do due diligence on birthdays. You're it's doing just, a good job. It's just that this one. Meanwhile, I have been well. I have more not been sewing an evening gown for my oldest daughter, who has a formal event next week, uh, on Tuesday, actually, and it has to be, it's formal, they have to wear floor length, you know, gowns. She had wanted me to design and sew it since forever ago, so it's not like I did not know this was coming. (laughs) And, and it's not like she didn't remind me months in advance, like, Hey, we should design that dress. Hey, we should go get fabric. But we did not manage to do it until this last weekend. So we went and got the fabric. What kind of fabric is it? worked on the design. Well, it's actually really kind of pretty. She decided to go with separates, interestingly. So it's a black, um... A black, like, floor-length skirt, taffeta, full, with deep pockets on the side. I think that's, that's going to be actually fun. And, but then we had to come up with the top. And the top is a really pretty kind of, like, champagne color metallic, almost. It's a really mm. beautiful fabric that is uh, got stretch. It's got some stretch to it. So we're doing a kind of boat neck with an interesting sort of wrap across sleeve thing. It's a very... We're just making this up as we go along, making it fitter. And it's actually really cute currently, but it's not done. And Mm. it's not even close to done. Basically, what I have is a very rough sketch of a top half. Mm. Oh, wait, so you're not actually doing the fabric yet? No, it's in fabric. It's still a rough sketch. Are you draping this as you go? Yeah, we are. And so 
Anyway, it's um, so far promises to be cute, but there's a little left, a little, a little bit left before we're done. So I have that I need to finish. And then I also, NSA has a sort of a big, like formal dinner for friends of the college that's coming up. And uh, I think those are really fun dinners. We can't do it this year because we're going to be flying to California. Yes, and we're going to be just coming back from California um, because we're, we should, I guess, specify that. We're all going down at different points after after Nate's surgery because he's going to be doing surgery in another state. So we're all taking different shifts. Anyway, so when we get back, uh, we have this dinner. Uh, you guys won't make it because you'll be down That's taking we'll be your shift. But it's really fun because NSA has a, it's a winemaker in Walla Walla who makes. Yeah, and Walla Walla is part of the Columbia Valley winemaking. Yeah. But he makes wonderful wine, but then the dinner, he like makes the whole dinner that pairs with his oh, wines. So phenomenal. So he's, fun. he's a fantastic winemaker. He's doing like Italian style wines and we love he's a Christian the guy. He's doing a, a like, um, you know, private Isn't, label for Am NSA. I wrong that the Raposo is the only Raposo being made in the States? I believe it is, unless it's... Is that the one, the Raposo? Yeah. Yes, it's yeah. so good. So it's like a, it's like one that is made twice off of the same, is that, is that right? No, it uses the sludge of some... No, they dry the grapes first. They dry them out till they're like raisins almost, and then they press, press them. the wine. So it's got this amazing, like, deep kind of... It's really good. Current no, but flavors. it's like two notes in the wine. There's yeah. like two things happening. It feels like the, like a, you know, like a base note and then yeah. and a, then the second really one is beautiful. after they press that wine, then they they take the sludge <laughs> and they put the the grapes into a different right, wine. Right, right, yeah. Anyway, it's and, phenomenal. And I have to say, at one of these dinners, so there are these formal, really fun dinners with the wine paired with the. Exotic and he's foods. a chef, and his son's a chef, so yeah. they come up so and he they comes, put this whole dinner. This is on. one of my favorites. Is that when we had it, there was a baby octopus salad or something. Yeah, it's like little baby octopuses in your um, yeah tiny tiny little, little teeny octopus. weeny ones. And I I wouldn't say I'm a huge fan. Luke was a huge fan. Something about eating a tiny baby octopus slows me down. I did <laughs> I did actually eat it because. I felt like I should, you know, like I should try this, but I didn't eat the whole baby octopuses. It was like three of them or something, you know, like a little sure. couple. And um, mom was across the table from <laughs> Tim Edwards and he was just like, couldn't get enough of the baby octopuses. And mom was not really wanting to eat all of hers. I don't know if she ate them. She just, whatever. She was not, but she thought, well, he's enjoying these so much. I should ask if he wants Mine, it's like a pretty formal, it's a formal yeah. one. Yeah. Yeah. And so mom is like, well, he is all excited. Like, yes, yes, I want to eat them. So she's like, okay. So she puts this baby octopus on her fork and <laughs> looks about her to see if it's an appropriate time to, to smuggle it across <laughs> the table. <laughs> And she just goes, as she goes to pass it across the table, it falls off the fork and into her water goblet. <laughs> and so now, now it's actually swimming. It's it like, is like, and the little legs are all, they are all peeled back like it's bobbing around in her it water really goblet. It like it had returned and to its like, land. She's like, <laughs> she's like, oh no, because she's very, mom is very, I, I wouldn't call her a Miss Manners, but she's very etiquette 
aware. Yeah. She's not, she's not just usually doing no. things like this. And <laughs> so she was just horrified and I think shrouded her glass in a napkin <laughs> and held it under the table until a server could come by. But so I love it. I was like, don't think you can transport the baby octopus as easily from oh, here and there. But no, it's so, so it really is fun to it's have a great event. It, and yeah. So I am um, sad to miss it this year. I am. I designed some fabric for the table linens, so we've got that done, and it arrived the other day. A big but roll guy, of it, and it's year, beautiful. It's it's like this beautiful linen cotton canvas, and it's a. I, it turned out really fun. I'm oh, really good. happy I with it, see it. It's currently still on the roll, and I have to. Uh, we have to get it made up into the linens, and then those we use for. Um, they're raffled off at the end of the evening, and I'm also. I'm in charge of doing centerpieces, which is going to involve. Yes. Anyways. Last year it involved. Oh yes, it yes. involved last a lot year, of crafting. It was really and, fun. So last year this was so funny. Um, we have. Uh, really beautiful porcelain clay here in the Palouse, but people aren't really doing very much with it. There's a guy about 30 miles south who mines the clay, and he does stuff with it. He's got a pottery place, but nobody's doing like we have beautiful porcelain. People nobody's, do in the pottery they world. Stuff. They are, but there's not industry. There's, there's no, nothing yeah. There's big, no like there's no porcelain of, industry here. Right. So anyhow, we were going to be giving away the centerpieces, uh, raffling off the centerpieces. And so I was like, well, let's, let's do something cooler than just a cheap, like Michael's vase with flowers in it. Like, and so I was like, I'll you know, make some. It was kind of like when she was like, let's wear a cooler shoe than one you can just buy. <laughs> let's you, craft. Let's I, <laughs> you continue to say this. I, I am going to make mm-hmm. shoes just to spite it's you. actually somebody else. Somebody else brought that up to me about you making shoes. It was I haven't mind. made shoes. No, but I, mean, I might. From the podcast. I might. From the podcast. I'm, I'm sure going to have to in a minute. Well, I actually, actually, that reminds me of something I mean to ask you. But go ahead, finish saying So anyways, I was like, let's just make something out of this porcelain. And I am not a potter. Rachel has a potter's wheel and a kiln in her garage. Mm-hmm. And they, they throw stuff on their wheel. But I, the, the one and only time I tried that, it was a horrible flop. So... Um, but I was like, but I bet I could do slip casting. Now I said this without having ever attempted to do slip yeah. casting before in my life. Also, also much like the formal gown, you're due to sew. Yes. It, it was, was on like a deadline. This it was, was on not, a deadline. Yeah. This was not six months and it ahead was like, of time. Oh, I'm sure. Like, we have two weeks. Yeah, I two can do weeks. that. Two weeks. So I made a mold of a, of a little urn that I had bought. It's a plaster mold, right? A yeah, uh, plaster mold. I made a, a mold of this little urn. I, I thought that wasn't as cool of you because I wanted you to hand sculpt an I did urn. not hand sculpt an urn. Mm-hmm. I did not. But Slacker. actually, I have. <laughs> <laughs> next time, Rach. Yeah, next, anyway, next year, not this year. I made a cast of, or I made a, a mold of this little urn that I had bought in England. And then... Um, I got some of our porcelain clay and made slip and poured these little... Slip is more liquid clay. It's liquid clay. So anyway, I am... It's basically just soupy clay with some sodium silicate and stuff in it. So anyhow, I I did that and um, then learned that 
although the process sounds simple, like plaster mold, pour in some slip, how hard can it be? There's there's some nuance here and there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So anyway, I flopped a whole number of urns, but I, some of them, like I was it six or eight or something that I actually pulled out. And it was a very last minute hurrah of coming over to Rachel's house and we put um, all these urns in her kiln, like pulled them out, glazed them. She was helping me glaze them, they throw them back in the They were basically still hot They were basically still hot. And I was arranging flowers in them the, the day of the dinner. So anyway, this year... They, I'm, it was like hot off the press faces. It literally was hot like, off the press. Like forget this off the shelf, I'm going to have to put a picture up because they were actually... They were, very they were really kind of cute. Some they of were them, cute how little they were. They, were, they had a really yeah. cute little... Cute. Yeah, it's a they, short. They it's they not great. like a massive urn. It was a no. Little... I have a. I I discovered after we got into pottery a little bit how why there's so much ugly pottery in the world. I was like, mm. this is how this is how it happens. And <laughs> I was like, because once you start being like, I could make my own glazes from things I found in my backyard, mm. and it's like, well, at the yeah. point that you've gone so deep on this craft that you have fired you know, rocks and ground yeah. them up and made a glaze and put them on it and refired it. And then it comes out a yucky beige. You'd still think it was the most amazing thing that ever happened. You're like, you're like, so I was like, this is where all this weird flesh tone pottery comes from. The thing from. that bothers me is we have this beautiful quality clay and, but most of the local stuff that I see where people are like, here's a local pottery item it has a moose painted on it or something like like it's like this is what symbolizes the northwest is a pine tree and a moose instead of doing something anyway so that's why i just kind of wanted to try the like urn tiny thing. baby urns tiny baby urns well so when we started getting into pottery we made a lot of stuff that you know misfired stuff that is before we knew what we were doing when we didn't like the glaze colors when we didn't like so i ended up with this like box full of like mugs with too thick of bases mm, yeah bowls that cracked when it was fired like a big yeah. serving bowl and like we light or or that there was like a glaze malfunction because when you glaze things there's a lot of things that can go wrong in the glazing you know like yeah like the glaze pooled into kind of a glassy like it's too thick so it pools yeah. on the bottom or it was too thin because so, it's hard to see when you glaze the pottery, you really can't tell. I think what it it's takes it just like takes a lot afterwards. of practice. Yeah, no, because the glaze is not the color right. of the molten glass right. that it will be. Anyways, I um, so I had this hot idea. I don't even remember what the project was. I was like, babe, I know what we can do with this all this pottery. I was like, it was obviously a mosaic of some kind. It must have been a tabletop or something that I thought we could make a cool mosaic out of all these. Oh. I was like, because we have all out of this. Out of the broken pottery. Because it was all, no, it wasn't broken yet, but malfunctioned oh. pottery. Yeah. And I was like, what are we going to do with this? I was like, Luke, I think I was thinking it was something on the level of like, oh, I don't know. It seemed like a good idea at the time. I don't even know what it was. But it was my hot idea. And Luke was like, no. <laughs> he was like, I draw the line there. He was like, we, he's like, I love spending the time, you know, trying to throw the item on the wheel, trimming it, firing it, glazing it, and firing it again. And he was like, and at that point, we're not breaking it and making something else. Like, if it failed, then we're sending it on forever. And it was kind of like the random Ship line. The random line he drew for me that I would not make fire starters out of toilet paper tubes and dryer lint. <laughs> I 
saw this. I saw this online somewhere. Like, if you just stuff your dryer lid inside a toilet paper tube and wrap wax paper around it, it makes a really good fire starter. And, and you're just, like, quick, was let's like, make oh. some. Well, no, I was not that it seemed like such a great craft. It just seemed like I have a lot of dryer lint and I have oh, a lot of toilet paper tubes. Multi-purposing. So I was like, why not just put all my garbage into here? And yeah, right. It'll be amazing. And Luke will never run out of fire starters again. And for whatever reason, he was just like, no. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, there's a lot of things I can put up with, but this is one that I cannot. I can't. Do not ask me. Do not ask me to have a handcrafted toilet paper tube fire starter. I think he saw it as like a craft project and I saw it as like a just a functional thing to do with toilet paper tubes and these are the times people this is you have to refer back to your your wedding vows I, pro- I promise to obey you and lay off the fire starting to- <laughs> love honor and obey I won't do it yep yep anyway so that was a submission good time submission in action submission in action <laughs> Oh, it's good times. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. So now you know um, what I'm not allowed to do. <laughs> oh, that's really funny. So, anyway, that's what I've been working on. And how about how about what have you been like thinking about? Oh well, there was learning a, about. Well, there was a recent. Well, learning. Well, I honestly, I think. The so, did you ever thing, read *Peace Like a River*? Because that no. was weeks and weeks ago, right? When well, I, I reread, I reread it, and oh, I recommended it because no. I was ashamed of myself having only read one of my favorite books once. So, mm. well, I have not read one of your favorite books, yeah, even ever, once. ever. No, I haven't read it, but I do think that the you, this whole situation with Nate's upcoming surgery has definitely been distracting. Right. Well. Either that or extremely focusing, one of the two. Because yeah, it depends on which depends which on, thing you're talking about. Yeah, because yeah. the thing is, is I think um, that has been at the forefront of a lot of the things we've been talking about or thinking oh, yeah. about is just contentment, trust, faith. What does yeah, that look I think like? Adding Joy and during... just adding in. I said a while ago, I've um, you know how they do skin grafts, so. If you have a big wound. This taps into Rachel's medical side. She likes she likes to read medical. Little things. did you know, I have I a act, medical she side. Does. I have no medical side. Okay, I'm, but okay, but just stick it, with me on the metaphor. It probably taps more into my metaphor side than my medical yeah, side. Okay, but both. if you have if you have a big wound, on like say someone has a big wound on their leg, and it's like no way can the skin heal over that. You know, like it just can't. Right. And so they have to graft skin for it. Well, they take the skin from somewhere else that can afford it. You know, like your stomach, somewhere where it will stretch um, easier. But they take, but they don't take the same size piece of skin because if they did that, you're just moving the wound from one place right. to the next. It's not like you make a pattern piece of skin <laughs> and cut that out of another right. part. So they they take a strip of skin and then they run it through this thing. It's kind of amazing. It's like a skin meshing thing it like but it basically perforates it so it's like a i'm picturing like a cricket machine 
<laughs> yeah, totally. Like uh, scrapbooking stuff, but with a piece of skin. Gross. <laughs> yeah, you brought that up. So it's more like a pasta roller. It rolls, yeah, it rolls right. it and punches all these holes in it. Well, because it little, little slits in it. And so basically then they stretch the skin out over the wound. And it's really awesome because they take live, healthy skin and then they give it a ton. It basically transfers one huge wound into like... 50 manageable Because it becomes ones. like a chain link fence of yes, skin. Yes, yes. And so the live, healthy skin, all every little piece of it takes responsibility for the gaps around it. And it yeah. heals over to meet that. And I, I know it's kind of a gross metaphor, except for it really works for me in what we're doing. Because I feel so like the body as a family... Yes, as a family, we are being run through the skin meshing machine. And it's like every there. It's not the whole thing. It's not. It's not like we can take care of everything because it's like we can't. But yeah. everyone is taking care of the little things right around them. You know, like yeah. running extra. I know. I I went to pick up the girls for dance. Nate's girls, because Heather was going to go be with him for a little bit, and uh, went to pick them up for dance. And another woman in the church is like picking up or dropping off Shay J from basketball from yeah. baseball. Yeah. And there's just a lot well, of I do think that that little people. I went over and cleaned out her freezer. It's like everything you can do that's right next to you, that's right, that's like this is accessible. I think that is a good metaphor, though, for the body of Christ, because that is about bearing one another's burdens. Is like Right, but not thinking you can't bridge this no, whole thing. You can't do the whole thing, but you can pick up a corner. Right. You know, you can right. do that. And, 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 and actually, I have to say, that has been something this community has been so awesome about oh yeah very with this whole thing sweet so sweet well so. and more than just this community i was like this morning when i looked on facebook i saw a little some friends the evangel classical school or whatever all the kids with their little because their mascot is the mm -hmm. ragons know, you know I and their little it. thing saying we're praying for you and it's just super sweet it is super sweet not just the christians here but everywhere you yeah. know but but more practically it's very distracting here because the things that are most important are not usually even on my schedule. And they don't seem important. Like something I'm doing right now is knitting a hat. And then I have to pack pea pods and pretzels into snack bags and deliver them tonight for their road trip. Oh, is like, that what you're doing? How well, fun. not just me. It's a, a number of people are covering all their snacks for the drive oh, down. Really so sweet. it's like that's the part that I am have been assigned, you know. Yeah. And, it, and it's just little things like that. Good. But I think whatever you have that you can pick up. Yeah. It doesn't have to be the whole wound. It's like the body right. of Christ is made up of a lot of little wounds. Yeah. Not, anyways. So. And this actually, <clears throat> yeah. So I have been thinking about that because the reality is that it is weirdly distracting, but you and I were talking about this. It's distracting from things that are usually distractions. Yeah. Like doing the laundry and doing the cooking and all that is like something that we do, but not. It's the it's the maintenance of everyday life, but it's not the heart of the issues of ever, of. Of, of life, life of and life reality. Itself. Yeah, so it's like sometimes we're so caught up in all of the details of existence that we forget about existence itself. Right, and that we're all going to die, that this is, yeah. that we're all, And yeah. I have to say that Nate has been so awesome about how he's faced this whole trial that it's just been a huge, huge example, I think. And yeah, it just totally. makes you realize, like... Oh, wait, that is what bravery looks like and faith looks like and trust I looks told like. you, didn't I, that the after Sabbath dinner, so we had our last Sabbath dinner together as a family before the surgery. Um, not the last one before the surgery, but the last one with Nate with and there, had yeah. me with him there. And uh, this last Saturday. And it was funny because I didn't even, 
I didn't even realize until like two days later I was like oh gosh when he gave me that hug when he was leaving he was like giving me a goodbye hug and I'm like no that wasn't it <laughs> I'm coming over Wednesday night don't think you can sneak yeah. away you know yeah. like but he's been so cheerful and upbeat about it that it is it is funny that it is primarily his and his his family's affliction and yet they are the most encouraging people to be with. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. he is the most encouraging people uh -huh. to be with people. <laughs> Person. Which, I think, brings up another thing that you and I were talking about. And that is how easy it is for people... Well, it's just for anyone. This is a common human temptation. But when we're having a hard time, the temptation is to notice all the nice things people could have done for us. All right. of the things they could have said that would have been tactful. All of the ways mm -hmm. they could have ministered to us. And then we can compile a nice little list to post on the internet later. Of like, here's uh, what everyone uh, should have done when I was... I, I think it, you know, I thought it should be titled, 14 Things You Should Have Known Before You Brought Me a Casserole. <laughs> like, most of those articles are and, like weirdly... Weirdly, yes. and and some of them that will be like how to handle the postpartum mom will have flat out contradictory things in oh, it. Oh yeah, like don't touch the baby unless I asked you to, and then later, be that person who just holds the baby and tells me to take a shower, and you're like, <laughs> clearly you're not in a no, mental state to but, be writing the list. But it's of also things fundamentally backwards. Like yeah. we're we're not supposed to be thinking of how everyone else could minister to us. We we should right. be the person looking to use our trial to bless others. Mm -hmm. Like, how and sometimes, can I and turn sometimes, a profit on okay, the trial in front of me? Totally. And a long time ago, I wrote a blog post, uh, I think, called Fight for Us. But I'm saying that, so, and the point of it was this, but sometimes it's not that you're ministering to other people. Like, you're not, if you're really buckled down dealing with a trial, it's not like you need to be writing other people encouraging notes no, no, at no, that no. time. But the point is that faithfully dealing with your own trial is an encouragement it to everyone. Is. Because we are the body of Christ. And if you happen to be one small section of the body that is dealing with an infection, you know, like that there's uh -huh. a problem. When you fight that infection, you fight it on behalf of the whole body. Like you're protecting yeah. everyone from yeah. that. You're and, doing something for everyone. And you also are a huge encouragement to the people who who see you doing it so it's like i can say as we look at nate and heather and how they're handling this trial with such grace like how fabulous is that like that's a blessing to us just watching it it's not yeah. like he had to write me an encouraging note for me to be blessed no, by it right but faithfulness is a blessing to the rest of the body it is. yeah so it's not like you have, if you're struggling with whatever you then need to like turn around and no, start even, taking even, other people dinners no and faithfully wrestling with it faithfully yeah. not being a fusser mm, fussers because i think that that's really the the thing around Nobody all of those likes the self-pitying lists that people put up self-pity is an epidemic in our culture <laughs> it is, it's, 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 well, it's an epidemic that we have decided is a virtue yeah like everyone can gush out a whole lot of sin problems and everyone comes <laughs> around and says you're, you're so, so brave, brave. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for showing us your heart and you're like your heart of darkness over there like tidy that thing up before you get it out before for all you of us take it on parade <laughs> but not that i have a, not that i have a problem with people this this comes back to when i first wrote 
for mothers. I never meant to write for mothers. And that wasn't, that wasn't. It just came um, upon you. It did. It actually did. It was funny. It was like uncomfortable and awkward in a voice. I felt too young to be writing. You know, it was just kind of like, sure, whatever. Um, but when I first started writing for mothers, the thing that was frustrating and the reason I was willing to try to do it is I felt like there were either this weird, almost superstitious kind of fakiness about it. Like okay. where someone's talking about being, it's, it's the kind of artwork where someone is wearing an enormous white lacy nightgown in a rocking chair with an arbor of roses out the window. Oh yeah. Rocking the baby do. that's always asleep. Mm, with a straw hat somewhere. Yeah. Well, she's in her nightgown in this one, so probably not. I but if they were outside. Somebody gave me a book and it was a woman in a straw hat and a lacy nightgown, both together. Probably in a field of wildflowers. Yeah. Probably field of feeling wildflowers. the power of the earth nurturing them all. Probably. So here's the thing is it was either like that and I mean Christians because I'm not interested in the world's advice right. on it. Nobody cares. They're gonna get it wrong. But Christians would be like, this is a precious soul that is yours mm-hmm. for eternity. And it was like, how you, and it's not always untrue, but it is weirdly fake. Like, it's <laughs> like, it's not untrue that cottages light up at night, but Thomas Kincaid's paintings yeah. are weirdly not mm-hmm. accurate. Like, you're like, it's not untrue that there's wonderful beauty like that in the world, mm-hmm. but you're weirdly representing it. But we often and then the we other have to side deal of it, with, with a lot of, of very humdrummy things. Right. In the and it's not all breathtaking sunsets when you're no. having kids. A lot of it is stepping on macaroni noodles in your socks. But then it's there's not. the people that but want... But the yeah, opposite side is all reality yeah. and no joy. And I and the thing that bothered me is I'm like, people, there is such a thing as being realistic, but still joyful because yeah. you're still thankful. What's your recommend? Oh, I, What's you the know field what? of recommendations? Yeah, you pick it this time because I... I'm, look at me. No ideas. Ah. Um, how about we do... You recommend something in your sewing. What's your favorite sewing accessory or book or something that you've from? You know what? From? I loved... There was a book Ben bought me for Christmas years ago. And oh, We had a moment about that, didn't we? When Maybe. you were reading that and you were like... Probably. Yeah, it was it close to your spiritual turnaround about it ironing was. all the pieces? No, it wasn't because I had had that years before. But this was... Um, it's it's a book that is actually not for the home sewer. It's called Sewing for the Apparel do Industry. You, do you spell it? The home sewer? Or do you, do you run that risk of it looking <laughs> like you're the home sewer? <laughs> it's not for the home sewer. Is it, it for is, the home seamstress? It's, no. It is not. It is called sewing for the apparel industry. <laughs> so it is not. And it also, it, it, it assumes that you're going to be using all of the uh, basically production kinds of machines right. that are geared to do one thing only. It's not like a home machine it's is... It's like move to your hemmer. Yeah. The, the home <laughs> machine is more versatile in that sense, but it's also, you know, it's not the industrial machines. So there's certain things that don't translate across, but... It has phenomenal, like it walks you through how to do a Hong Kong finish on a seam, for instance. And and it's know. like, oh my goodness, I learned so many things about how to handle curves, how to, you know, just lots of little just kind of tricks of the trade. And yeah. I thought it was invaluable because of that. So um, that is my, I mean, you know, you can mm-hmm. learn to sew without it. It's just, it, it had a lot of just interesting tips that I had not bumped into anywhere else in my 
lifetime of sewing. Um, yeah, but it's a great big old thick book, and it's not like it's a real page turner. It's sort of like <laughs> here's the Hong Kong finish. I and quit. You... I quit reading page turners um, a while ago. I mean, like fiction. I I do sometimes still, but I quit a lifetime of always being reading a fiction mm-hmm. book because it turns out that. It's not handy in my life. No, to get caught up in story. Oh my word! I'm like trying to make dinner with one hand while I'm mostly reading a book. It's very hard. Wait, I I have to finish it. So it's really hard. So okay, here's here's what you should recommend Uh, for moms who are home during the day. What is a great idea for lunch? Because you make yourself good lunches, and I, you know, I know that as a mom at home, it's easy to just eat the crusts of the PBJs and call it good. Well, so, okay, so here's where I really recommend Weight Watchers is what I recommend. Mm -hmm. As funny as that is. I love Weight Watchers, and right now, whatever their newest program is, is way better than the... I've done done Weight Watchers, like, four different times, probably. Okay. I'm just guessing. I've been through several of their plans. Once in college, when I signed up for it, with a goal, weight loss of five pounds. (laughs) I did it with friends. It yeah. was not a time that I needed yeah. to really lose a lot of weight, but it's still good. And then I did it after my first baby and then after the twins and then after, well, most recently after Moses. And so this new, the plan that they're doing right now is really, I really like it. It's a super good one. But that's a big part of it because you do notice when you are actually, when it matters, when your body cares what you're eating, you notice how much just eating a random piece of crust is it's actually not worth it. Not worth yeah. it. Like you're like, oh, two bites of someone's PBJ was a third of my daily allotment for yeah. food. Why would I do that? I don't want yeah. that. So I guess I make myself mostly a lot of not so much salads, but like roasted veggies. But that was all through the winter. Now I'm kind of changing it up. Oh, right, you're having a crisis. I did a lot of roasted veggies. Now I usually saute veggies. Like maybe some chicken sausage and zucchini and kale and tomatoes and stuff and just make a big hot. Hot lots makes a big difference. Veg. To me. I feel like if it's hot, it makes you feel like you just ate a meal. Yeah, and I the other thing I do is I use a one a vintage Pyrex a Pyrex um, bowl that has a it's like a shallow bowl with a pretty border. It's like mm, it's just yeah. like that's what I eat my lunch out of. I always yeah. do that. Sometimes I make black bean burgers. And I'll have a black bean, and like without the bun, I'll do roasted veggies and a black bean burger for lunch or yeah. whatever. But the thing I would really, that's what you wanted me to recommend. What I wanted to recommend was actually knitting with Madeline Tosh yarn. Madeline Tosh. Madeline Tosh yarn. This okay. is Mad Tosh sock. And I like it's it because, well, the dye, they do the hand-painted dye, so it is not like a solid Right. Color. It's like got a little bit of yeah, variation. depth. Yeah, yeah, it just kind of looks. It makes it look like the nice kind of handmade, I think. It makes yeah. it look like the happy kind of yeah. um, of that. And then when I started this hat, since it's on sock, it's on size three needles um, and sock yarn. And when I started it, I had I realized my only size three needles were dull, um, which makes it kind of a pain when you're trying to like get the yarn every time. Right. Um, so I started it and ordered myself some Addy Turbos. I love Addy Turbos and needles. These are specifically, I think, rockets. The okay. Addy Turbo Addy Sock Rocket. Addy Turbo probably. Sock Rocket Needle. <laughs> they're so nice. And they're nickel plated, so they're the metal circulars. And they, but 
See, I've been knitting this whole time. You haven't been hearing it, have you? No. They're nickel plated. They're, they're whisper quiet. soft. Whisper soft. Adding turbo sock rockets. <laughs> you too could knit while podcasting without everyone knowing it. <laughs> Unless you talk about oh, it, you give awesome. yourself away. But well, the, the tips are like pointy enough that it and they glide well. They don't do that obnoxious metal on metal squeaking. Yeah, right. That puts a person out of fellowship with their knitting. So <laughs> I just, you know. Awesome. So, yeah, that's look, my recommend. We've been talking for a solid 42 minutes. So we should probably call this 42 off. 42 minutes. And let everybody, you know, have a time off. <laughs> <laughs> Until so. next week, and thank you for your Alrighty. prayers for Nate and his yes. family. I'm by. Let's see. This will go next week. We will. Yeah, next time we will have the outcome of the surgery. Lord well, willing, well, not if we record on time, but we never record on time. Oh, if we do it Monday. In theory, we we record on Mondays, and it releases. I don't know how we'll Thursdays. do that. I don't know how we'll do that this week because you're gonna be gone, and then no, I don't. Leave I mean, not Thursday. next, not this week. Yes, this week we'll all be week, here yeah. next week. Anyway. Whatever. We've got to go. And goodbye, guys. Goodbye. Talk to you next week. Have fun.